What's going on, horror fans? And welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Spooky Mike C. I almost said Mike C. I keep forgetting my own name here. It's Spooky Mike C. And we're back at it for another week, inching ever so close to the month of October, our favorite month of the entire year. But we're not there yet, and we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we got some horror movie news, of course, that we're going to be going over. And uh, in the second half of the show, we are going to finally, finally be reviewing James Wan's latest film, Malignant. We have a lot to say about that, or, or maybe not. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. But before we get to any of that, of course, he is sitting right next to me, and he is our very own version of Billy the Puppet. He's rich. That is right. I wish I was Billy the Puppet. Seems like an easy life. It does. You just, just kind of ride around on a tricycle, yeah. make weird faces at people, and then ask them if Rings they... on your faces? Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Little, little and you don't even have to actually cheek. use your own vocal cords, because somebody else uses their vocal cords, you just have to move your mouth. Yeah. That's it. There it is. Not much to it. There's no waste of time there. Good times. Uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. How's your week been? It's been uh, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, less less stressful than last week. Well, that's good. You were very uh, stressed, very tense last week, and I feel like you loosened up by the end of the show. I am go- I, I'm going to be stressed in the next few weeks anyways. New York Comic Con is coming up right around the corner. Things have started hot and heavy. I can tell you this. I have uh, joined some panels for New York Comic Con, mm. uh, one of which being uh, the Chucky panel, which allegedly they're showing the screener of it. Allegedly, or some kind of screener, because that's what the panel description said. So I will be seeing the Chucky panel and hopefully a screener of some sorts, which could be the entire first episode because they've done that before at New York Comic Con. Wow. Uh, so I'll be reporting on that when I come back. Uh, and that is not the only piece of horror movie news. No, 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 no. There is uh, There has been quite a bit of horror movie stuff coming out of our friends. I just got an email today. Uh, let me let me get the exact email up for you guys. This is how you know we're doing this on the spot. And this is how you know, for some reason, I got a million and a half emails between this afternoon and now. Look at this. This is unacceptable. My like, goodness. That's, that's how many emails That's a I got. lot of emails. Anyways. But uh, Discovery Plus revised first mega hit paranormal television show, Ghost Hunters. We talked about this last week. Yeah. They're going to be at New York Comic Con. And uh, there is, I, I need to hit this uh, woman back because there's op- there's opportunities for interviews and there is a panel. So I'm going to try to get interview. At the very least, I'm going to be the panel. Nice. So there you go. I wonder if our good friend Dustin Perry will be he there. He is not there. He is not going to be there, but Jason yeah. Hawes and Steve Gonzalez uh, and Dave according Tango. According to this, is it will be uh, Steve Gonzalez, uh, Dave Tango, and Sherry DiBenetti. DiBenetti. Along with special guests Amy Brunei and oh. Adam Berry. Amy Bruni and Adam Berry. They're from uh, Kindred Spirits. Oh, see, I don't see you are all into that. I'm yeah, not. they were actually originally on the original Ghost Hunters, well, and they had some. There was some sort of a falling out with Jason Hawes. They left. They started their own show, and then they've re uh, rekindled their their friendship and romance and whatever. Yeah. Well, there you go. So there is some horror stuff going down at New York Comic Con that uh, you will be talking about. Make sure that uh, you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast because we will be going live every night uh, for uh, uh, on Twitch for our coverage of the, that day's activities at New York Comic Con every night of the con from nice. our hotel room because 
Why not? <laughs> well, tell the guys from Ghost Hunters I said hello if you meet them. I'm big uh, fans of theirs. I'm going to have to see what we can do. Also, Ghostbusters Afterlife is doing something big down there, too. I know I'm signed up for their panel, but uh, I've, I've, heard some, I've heard that they've not just got the panel planned, that there's some big stuff that they have planned for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Don't know what. Don't know how. I know why, because it's New York City, and nothing is more fucking New York City than Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's right. So I, I know that that's the why, but uh, I'm not sure exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors going around, but I know the panel's supposed to be insane. I'll be there for that for sure. And uh, then whatever else they're doing, I'm going to be make myself available. Sweet. Trust me. Also, I got to sign up for the AEW panel already as well. All right. Just so everybody knows. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to find gonna boo out. you out of the building. I might get banned from the building, uh, not from their, their panel. As soon as they give yourself out. a boo this man. Uh, no, uh, never that. Never that. <laughs> never that. <laughs> They just don't like when I ask the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. But anyways, with that being said, uh, so yeah, I'm getting stressed. A little stressed, a little must, but we're doing good. You need a little massage? I got you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. strong hands. But I know we got some news this week, and uh, we were toying around with some ideas this week. And uh, before we go into, actually, before we go into the news, I actually want to get your take on one thing. Yeah. How, uh, if you were to ask a question to the Ghost Hunters guys, what would you ask? Just, just because I, I need to get started. So I should have asked you that a minute ago. It was bad that I took a break in between, but I kind of want to know. What, what, if you got one question to ask, what would it be? That's a tough one. I mean, the easy question is what's your favorite place that you've ever – what's the most haunted place that you've ever been to where, like, you know, you know, that you, that you actually know that it was something that was haunted? What's you know I, I've seen a lot of their evidence that they've gotten and whatnot over the years, but what's their favorite one? What's their favorite piece of evidence? What's the favorite haunted place that they've ever been? What's the coolest thing? Something along those lines. That's cool. I'm gonna have to take your advice and do that question. I think I, I mean, asked I'll Dustin Perry that. I talked with him about the uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an awesome episode. That was my favorite one ever of the original version of Ghost Hunters and uh, Dustin. And I kind of talked about that a little bit when I first met him. After he gave his uh, his uh, speech that he did the first night that we were there, he came out and I kind of talk, got talking with him. And oh, that's cool. We talked about that. So it was a cool conversation we had. Well, I can't say enough good things about that guy. What a what a class act he is. Well, I'll definitely have to take that to them. So there you go. And if anybody at home has any questions they would like to ask, I don't know how many I'll be allowed or even if I'm getting to ask any, but uh, throw them out there because that, that works out fine. But now, now that I've cleared that business up, we got some news to talk about, I understand. right that's vestal new york's own the cherry poppin daddies and i've sang that song so many times at karaoke and at my best friend's wedding so yes that of course is zoot suit riot and they're bringing us into the news this week and we don't have a lot of news but we got some interesting things to talk about this week uh we're gonna start off with some really what's turned into a very divisive story here um there is right now in the works we, we know that there was going to be a Lost Boys television series. I believe it was supposed to be on the CW. And one thing led to another. They actually filmed uh, some of it, at least the pilot episode. They did a pilot, at least. And uh, they decided not to go through with it. Then they were going to come back, recast it, and start all over again. And then that got canceled. But now it has been confirmed 
that a new Lost Boys film, which is said to be a remake, is in the works. And it's going to be starring Noah Jupe, who played like the older brother in A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2, and Jaden Martell from It. They are set to star in this movie. And uh, let's just say the people are losing their minds over this. There's a petition to stop it from happening. And it's gaining know. steam. I don't know if there needs to be a petition, but I also don't know if this needs to exist. Damn. That's what a lot of people are saying. People I are mean, up in arms about this. I, I'm not up in arms about this. This is not the crow. Yeah. This is not the crow. This is this. I mean, I, I don't think a legendary movie needs a, a remake all the time. This is one of those that I don't think needs the remake. However, if a studio thinks they're going to make some money, then they're going to do what they do. Uh, from casting, it looks like they cast pretty much, uh, pretty much, and uh, no pun intended, the uh, it youngsters, if you will. That's right. Uh, so they're they're at least they're going from it from a uh, good cast lineup so far, just with yeah. that start. So I'm assuming they're going to spend some money for the uh, little older folks casting, because that's what this would mean to me. Yeah. But with that being said, I digress. I, I I just don't think this needs to exist. I mean, the original is is fine just by its own. Own it's it's a it's a classic. How many sequels did they make? There was two, at least two. Was there a third sequel? Yeah, I, I think I, there might be four. I, I don't I don't even keep track of the sequels. They were good. They're, they're pretty trash. Yeah, but the original is pretty legendary. Yeah, I mean, now we have uh, two remakes of Cry Little Sister. Yeah, not one, but two, which I'm not offended by that at all. I'm just saying I don't I don't think that you need uh, a sequel. We kind of got a, like a kind of a cool throwback nod to it in us. Yeah, I was just thinking they, that they they did the they did that in us that opening scene on the pier is kind yeah. of first of all it's the same pier. Secondly, it's uh, they did some shots. You yeah. know what I mean? They definitely did some shots. Give you that thing. Listen, man, the the first is such a great movie. There's so much great stuff, so much classic horror stuff, stuff in that movie. I mean, just the shooting style alone. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is the uh, the the because it's camera work is the flight where they're flying to oh, kill yeah. to kill yep. the security guard in the parking lot, and it's just like it's just you go you're it's you're what like in their POV basically. Yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, I'm just saying I don't know. I don't know if we need this and yeah. the twist. The, the good twist at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. how do you pull that off now? You can't do the same twist. We already know it's coming. Right, exactly. You know, I, you think this this is a nice man trying to date a, a date a woman. Meanwhile, it's the father of the vampire. They'll flip it around this it's time. It's fucking Dracula. They'll flip it around this time. It'll be the, the woman. Yeah, but it'll still be mother. easy to guess. Huh? It'll still be easy to guess. Yeah. Because we've already seen it. Yeah. Unless you leave the twist out. But that was a great ending. Or if you completely change the story, which people will also lose their minds over. You yeah, know, it's just, I, don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think this is petition signing worth, but I also, it's one of those things where uh, we already have one. We don't need another. With that being said, when it comes out, if it comes out, <laughs> depending upon how well this petition does, uh, I'll still see it for the show. I mean, there's very few movies I have not watched for because of show purposes. And I always say the ones that I'm watching just for the show. Right, right. And some, And only one of them so far has worked out to my advantage. Which one? That would be the remake of Child's Play. I figured you were going to say that. Because everything else that we have saw that we were like, oh, we'll just give it a shot for the show. A lot of it has been trash. But, so we were right. Is that some foreshadowing for later on? Maybe. But think about <laughs> it. We were we were right about those movies. Yes. The only one that we were super wrong about was the Child's Play yeah. remake. That was the only one we were super wrong about. Yeah. And I, I, and I admitted that. Dude, the grudge was so bad. You know, I watched that again recently. I've seen it a few times. One great kill. I've seen movies that were better, that, that, that were worse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that it's the worst thing that I I've seen. I gave it a three but, out of ten. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't the worst I've ever seen because it wasn't Chernobyl Diaries. It wasn't Fear.com. It was just pointless. It wasn't one missed call. 
There was no reason for it. You know, it's <laughs> typical. It's just Hollywood cash grab. I mean, and that's what they're there for, but it was pointless. It, it should There was one good kill. Yeah. I mean, I remember I gave it a full point just for that kill. <laughs> you really did. You were very upset when we came out of that movie. That movie like, was fucking this bad. This is a waste of my day off, I believe was your saying. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. There, there there was maybe 10 minutes of that movie that were good. Like like really good. The rest of it was kind of slow. I John Cho was good. John Cho was decent. He's always good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm John not Cho. talking about his acting. I'm just that, saying like his character was a and everything. shit was, story. I thought his character was okay. I liked his little He uh, should have killed the naggy wife. He did. Well, yeah, after he got fucking infected. <laughs> I'm talking about before then. We could have made this movie different. <laughs> just people killing people for no reason? The crazies. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> the crazies, too. The revenge. Yeah, exactly. The electric boogaloo. The electric boogaloo, damn it. <laughs> All right, moving on to Craze some more harder. positive news. Uh, so we got some Candyman news. We like to talk about Candyman here. Candyman! Uh, another one that we didn't know what to think of beforehand, and boy, did we love that. Uh-huh. Uh, so first of all, it's approaching $70 million domestic here in, you know, right here in the States. Uh, and and we know that last week it hit streaming services, and it was number one on the charts for the As first As it week. should be. Great movie, man. Cannot yes. suggest enough. If you still haven't seen it, go see it. If you've heard our review of it, and you haven't seen it, that's that's strange because you shouldn't have wanted that spoiled, but you already know how we feel. If you have seen it and heard our review of it, maybe you didn't agree with it, you can let us know. But even if you don't want to let us know, go see it again because I, I caught a lot of things the second time. Yeah. The first time I got it and I liked it, I told Mike I liked it. But the second time, I, I really got to go into all the nuances of the movie. So. Mm-hmm. I can't I wait to watch. It. What I want to do, and I kind of watched the first one the night before, um, you know, again, even though I've seen it many times. Just to kind of watch it ahead of time, but I kind of want to watch them together, like back to back, the same, like one after yeah. the other. I'll wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. Got to add it to my collection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got some other interesting news this week. Uh, this this just came out earlier today. A couple, the, everything, the rest of the way here. Uh, so, let the right one in, um, which of course was adapted in the United States as Let, let Me, me In, in. Um, is now been ordered to series by Showtime. Uh, it's getting ten episodes, and we've already got people cast in this uh it's gonna be led by damian bashir who's not a small time actor at this point speaking of the grudge he was in the grudge himself and the nun he was in both you know two of the greatest movies of your your entire life rich mm-hmm. but um it sounds like basically this one uh the the girl vampire uh in this one her name is going to be eleanor and it sounds like it's going to be more from her perspective from what we got for like a little teaser of what the movie's going to be about or the show was going to be about excuse me uh, I mean I'm alright with that I like let, uh, let Me In I also like Let the Right One In uh, I wasn't a big fan of Let the Right One In I have a, I, I don't know maybe I, I, I tried to watch that before I was really into foreign films I, I think maybe if I watched it now but something about the way it looked it didn't before, it wasn't as good looking well it's like a Serbian film or a Roman it Romanian it's, 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 it's not where it's you Swedish. expect it to come from it's not like a huge area to I'll look it the up world. Okay. Yeah, I think it's from go. Sweden. But yeah, anyways, it's it's a good movie. I liked the American version better. Not, not just because well. the American version, because a lot of times I don't like the American version better. But in this case, I liked Let Me In more. But I mean, it's the same basic story. So I'm assuming that it's going to cover almost the same things in the in a show where we can just hash out the... Uh, it is Swedish. Swedish. Which, by the way, when I was typing this in, my computer very nicely uh, autocorrected, let the right one in to let us write one in. Let us write one in. So, so why not? But uh, I would like to also point out, you should let us write in. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just think it's a great... Uh, it was a great movie. Uh, so it should make a good show, especially when you can flush into some of the characters more, because this does have characters that you would probably want to know a little more. Yeah, absolutely. The bullies. 
We can find out. Well, not even the bullies. You just find out more about how old she is. I think that there's an interesting we story. Don't know. There. Well, yeah. Well, in this it says that basically uh, she's twelve. She's stuck at twelve years old, right. and it happened ten years earlier. That oh, was okay. In so the, this uh, is going to be description. So this is going to be younger. We we get a sense of the feeling mm-hmm. that if you were to watch Let Me In or even Let the Right One In. You get a feeling that she has been twelve for a long time. In the in the movies, yes, yes, because her companion, when we meet her, is an old older man, Correct. and what we what we are led to believe is she replaces him with the new young kid. So she was probably with this kid from the time he was twelve too. And the guy in the movie, they don't ever give us the exact date, but he's got to be at least fifty, if not older. Yeah, it was uh, Richard Jenkins played him, and you're led to believe most of the movie that he's like her father, right? And um, in both cases, these guys are looking right around their 50s, I would have to say. So if she's been with them since they were 12, that's 38 years of servitude. Right. So she's been around for at least that long, but probably longer than that, because how you to get a game plan as tight as that, you would have to like find that out over time. Right. So we're led to believe she is quite old. Yeah. And the description of this, it did make it sound like this is going to be her father. They, they specifically said that her father. Oh, so maybe her. an origin story, so, maybe? Maybe an origin story. Maybe it's something that they're just changing it up because it's already been done twice. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but true. I thought that that was a great twist in it. Now, I had not seen Let the Right One In when I saw Let Me In. I knew it was an American remake, but I hadn't seen the original one at that point. Um, but I, I love that movie. Yeah, Absolutely it's really love good. that movie. Such a good movie. And the pool scene's amazing. Oh yeah. But I think you could have a great story there because you find out, you know, there's like the stuff with the older brother and the younger brother of the you know, the bullies and stuff like that. But there's really a story that could be told there. There's more you could find out about her and her backstory. There's more you could find out about what was his name was Owen and let me in. It's a different name. I, I didn't write down what his name is gonna be in this. Um the girl's name was Abby in the in the American version of it. It's gonna be Eleanor in this. So they're kinda changing the names up a little bit. But That's fine. um but well, it's gonna in ten episodes. It's yep. it's going to series, it's going to happen. It looks like it, it looks like they're just doing a, a backstory though i don't i'm not saying what what era it's going to take place in but i don't think you're going to get like the same characters from the movie i don't think we're going to run into owen or the bullies or anything i think this is going to be more focused on the vampire yeah like i said it really does sound from the description like it is going to be more of an origin story or not an origin story but more from her point of view well 10 years in that's kind of origin for a vampire if yeah. that's what the de- time they're giving so they're Unless gonna they're really change they're gonna up, take but... us back I, once again though that just because i say they're gonna take us back that doesn't mean they don't do it in present time because they don't have to go back in time True. We could not make it as connected to the movies, but same the same jump. You know what I mean? That's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, and this next story, I know Rich was very excited to hear. I'm very excited to hear. We love our fan films. We love the fan films that have been made. None better than Never Hike Alone. And we knew, you know, obviously Never Hike in the Snow came out a year ago. Um, we were fans of that, but it was much shorter. It, it ran about a half hour long. The uh, Never Hike alone was, what, about 50, 55 minutes or so? Yeah. Um, we were kind of expecting more, quote unquote, episodes from this series as it went forward. We knew that there was going to be at least two more. And uh, now, Womp Stomp Films actually announced earlier today, uh, at the time of this uh, being recorded, that Never Hike Alone 2 is going to be a feature-length film instead of a shorter episode. Uh, Crowdfunding is going to begin in March of 2022, and they're going to actually require three separate campaigns to get this thing done. But that is the plan. No more shorter episode. We're getting a full-length film out of them. True story. I'm liking it. 
Oh, this is going to be awesome. Uh, I mean, instead of getting the two shorter ones, I like the fact that they're going to do a full film. Yeah. But I think it needs it. I think it's it's that much of an epic. Yeah. They said basically when the pandemic started and it delayed everything, they started listening to what fans were saying, you know, about how they weren't weren't as big of fans of the shorter version. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of how short Never Hike in the Snow was. I was expecting it to be at least an hour long. Uh, so this is excellent news for me. I mean, we're this it's going to be like it's going to be like getting a real Friday the 13th movie, but not, you know, and we know what Womp Stomp can do. Uh, yeah, I, I have complete faith in this. I, I knew that it was going to be a little shorter for Never Hike in the Snow because they had said it was a shorter film than than uh, Never Hike Alone. I didn't know it was going to only be like less than 30 minutes, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So I think that that's what uh, pushed them into this. People have such a fever pitch to see this story that why not just take it and just make it full length, hour and a half long, whatever they're going to do with it. Right. Uh, and lastly, this week, uh, I know that uh, the professor, our good friend, the professor was a friend, it was a fan, excuse me, of uh, the Netflix movie, uh, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Well, just announced today, Netflix, uh, beginning on October 27th, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight Part 2 will be coming. Gotta love how they keep all this shit under wraps until the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Like, Netflix is the one place that doesn't leak anything. They're like, this is coming out. By the way, it's coming out next week. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, this isn't that net next week, but you know what yeah, I mean. A month away, though. Well, 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 look what they did with the uh, the that horrible Cloverfield movie they got. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, they made the announcement. That, yeah. Remember, they made the announcement on Super Bowl Sunday. Like, yeah. there, there was rumors that it was happening. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew <laughs> it, what was it was released that the night, best, wasn't The best it? part is there was rumors it was happening. Nobody knew it was shot yet. They just thought it was happening. And then all of a sudden, they were like, Super Bowl commercial. Here it is. Oh, by the way, it releases tomorrow. That night? Well, yeah, after the game. Yeah. But still, it was basically the next day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that movie. Uh, <laughs> fond memories. Uh, not so fond, but still. <laughs> I, 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 So Netflix, man, keep stuff under stuff. Uh, I'll t- have to check it out. I still wish that they would. Just before we, we uh, have you go to the plugs here, I still wish, and I know that they did announce that there is going to be another Cloverfield sequel, and it's going to be more in line with the original movie, but I really wish we would have gotten that. I, I like 10 Cloverfield Lane. To me, it's not a Cloverfield movie. I don't care what anybody says. There's a I couple of things it. that happened in the end, but they were more like robots. I you know? enjoyed it, just, it though. Oh, I like the John movie. John Goodman's amazing. John Goodman movie. is amazing, but it just wasn't a Cloverfield movie. You know, it's just, I don't care. Like True. Uh, I'll argue that with anybody. You know, great movie, not connected. That's just me. But I would like to see something because I really enjoy the first one. That's one of my favorite found footage movies of all time. Well, there you go. Well, with that being said, speaking of uh, how you can get a hold of us, if you want to talk about uh, Cloverfield or anything else, that's simple. Just uh, follow us on social medias. We're on uh, Facebook, HorrorZone607. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Use that HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Uh, we always like to hear from you guys. Make sure you're following and hitting us up. Also, best place to get all the news that we're doing. Uh, 8122productions.com is the one-stop shop. You can go there find out all about uh, Horizon 607. You can stream Horizon 607 from there. You can also find out about Three Fat Nerds and so much more. 8122productions.com. The link to the Tee Public store is there. By the way, there is a sale this week. This is not a test. There's a sale. If you want a Horizon 607 shirt, mug, hoodie, you can get it right there. Public, go ahead, 8122productions.com. Click on the link. Also, while you're there, twitch.tv slash some podcast link. And if you would like to support the show monetarily for as low as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, patreon.com slash 8122productions. All of those are on the website, but to make it even easier, they're in the liner notes for this show. Mike C., I believe it's time for... The trivia question. It's trivia time, all right. And uh, as we mentioned, we're going to be in the second segment uh, today. We're going to be talking about the movie Malignant, which is, of course, James Wan's latest creation. So 
this week I got a little bit of a different question here, uh, but it's going to be revolving around James Wan. So here goes. Of all of James Wan's horror movies, the keyword horror movies, of all of James Wan's horror movies that he's directed, not produced, not written, directed, which one has made the most money? Once again, of all of James Wan's horror movies that he's directed, which one has made the most money? And I just want to point out here again, I said horror, and that's because he did direct um, Fast 7 and Aquaman, Aquaman. which both made over a billion dollars. We took that out of there. Uh, and there was another one. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's I, I've got it written down somewhere, but uh, it was like an action movie, so that was not included. That only made $17 million anyway. So horror movies that he has directed, which one has made the most money? The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. the zone before the break i asked this week's horror zone 607 trivia question and the question was of all of james wan's horror movies that he's directed which one has made the most money i have zero clue <laughs> honestly because i don't even remember what movies he's directed anymore because let's be honest he produces 90 percent of them uh so i don't know take a guess Conjuring. Close. Okay. The correct answer is The Conjuring 2. Ah. So just to kind of go over some numbers here real quickly, The Conjuring 2, and again, we're, we're leaving out Aquaman, we're leaving out uh, Furious 7, we're leaving out Death Sentence, which was the other movie that I can't ah, okay. remember, which only made $17 million, but it was an action movie. Uh, Conjuring 2 made $321.8 million at the box office, just ahead of The Conjuring, which made three hundred nineteen point five. Insidious Chapter 2 was third with 161.9. Saw made 103.9. Insidious made 99.5. Dead Silence made 22.4. And Malignant has made 24.6 million so far worldwide. Um, that's uh, it, it's under 10 million domestic. Yeah. Um, this movie had, I believe, a $40 million budget. Correct. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a good thing they sold it to HBO Max or was made. Well, by it was HBO already Max. made by Warner. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was a good guess. I forget. I forget what movies he directed and not produced. I uh, the only ones I could remember were the Aquaman <laughs> and the Fast Seven. Yeah, because well, most of the horror movies, uh, he's he's more of a producer. He's been on way more than producing than. Yeah, he's produced a lot of them, but yeah. you know these were the big ones. These are the ones that kicked off all of those series. You know, Insidious. He he likes to start Saw, the franchise Andre. and then let people take over. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, that's going to bring us to Malignant. That's but. right. So Malignant got released on September 10th, 2021, uh, two theaters and HBO Max. 111-minute uh, runtime, 
Uh, as Mike just pointed out, it had a $40 million budget. It's currently made $24.6 million in the box office. It is distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures and produced by New Line Sim- Cinema, Starlight Media, My Entertainment, and Atomic Monster Productions. No surprise there, by the way. By the way, J.J. Abrams getting involved there. Yeah? A little bit. Uh, so next up, uh, we, it was uh, produced by James Wan and Michael Clear. And the story was by James Wan, Ingrid Bisu, and Akella Cooper. And Akella Cooper did the screenplay. And it, of course, is directed by James Wan as well. It stars Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Hayson, uh, George Young, Jacqueline McKenzie, and McCole Brianna White. And it is not Nicole. It is McCole. Mickle. It starts with an M. That's why it threw me off, because it is spelled Nicole, but with an M. Oh. Nicole Brianna White. It is a nice name. So, uh, basically, I'll open the floor for... Well, I called it the Tale of Two Movies when we were talking about this on Patreon. But I'll I'll put it this way. I'll open the floor to you. I'll let you give the quick synopsis before we jump into our review. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. You don't even want to talk about it? I don't even want to get to it. I've got notes, though. And I said this. I think it was on Patreon where I said it. The last time I had notes was Dawn of the Dead. And it didn't go very well. I got notes for this movie. Well, okay, let's just say it like this. So basically, this movie opens. These uh, people have moved to a, uh, a new house. Uh, there is uh, a, a spirit. A maybe a spirit. Maybe. Uh, we find out later in the movie, it's not a spirit. There you go. That's the, that's really the synopsis <laughs> without going into spoilers. But we are going to go into spoiler territory because there's no way to talk about this movie. Yeah, basically, and- there's this dark shadowy being with with long hair that's murdering people you find out at the beginning of the movie or you see at the beginning of the movie there's doctors in this contained environment there's a little child named gabriel that's doing something something with supernatural powers or something and he's killing all of these people you don't know that it's a kid at the time but you see a little kid getting dragged away and then it opens up into right, right. modern times. And, and like you said, there's a woman and her husband or boyfriend or whatever they yes. are. He's very abusive. He grabs That's a hold of her. She's pregnant. Um, they just bought this house or I, I think they just, just bought the house. bought the house or moved in. I didn't, I didn't pay it wasn't attention that, to that. It, it wasn't that far in there because they still look like they were not quite fully comfortable. But then again, she could just be trying to run all the time because if you were around this abusive asshole, you would be too. But basically, one by one, um, this Gabriel is killing... Well, we find this out later. Yeah. That's over an hour into the movie we find out that it's not some spirit in the house. They, they right. set you up like this is a James well, Wan classic know, ghost story. You right. don't know. But you think that this is a... You think that for the first hour of this film... That's why I'm saying it's a tale of two movies. Let's just dump it. The, the, the spoilers are already started. So... Here it is. The first hour of this movie, it feels like your classic James Wan fucking haunted house movie. That's what it is. It's like The Conjuring. Like, you don't know that you think, you know, just like they use the shadows and the demons. So you're thinking this is possession or spiritual. You don't know that this is a physical being. We find out later it's a physical being. We'll get to that in a second. Tale of two movies. Let's break down the first part of this movie first because that's why I say it's two movies. The most ridiculous things happen in this first hour. I, if you're asking me, I do not like the first hour of this movie, fucking period. It's horrible. There is like a million and a half like moments in this movie for some reason in the first hour where they build up all the suspense for nothing to happen. The blender. They fucking stay on a blender forever and nothing happens. Then like the, remember the guy's foot is hanging off the bed and you're like, oh man, and the way the camera's moving, like, oh man, the thing's gonna cut its, its Achilles or something. Nothing happens. Like, there's a you you know how you know you like to call none jump scare of the movie. This was like the anti jump scare of the movie <laughs> for the first hour. Oh, the boyfriend or husband or whatever gets killed like in the first ten minutes. That's true. That is true. But after he's abusive towards her, right? Right. Once again, that is true. However, there's a lot of like building to nothing. 
That's they like to build a bridge to nowhere. And then after the first hour, we get into the second portion of this movie, which I call the secondary movie, where we find out or slowly find out that this being, the malignant, if you will, is Gabriel. And then we get into the wackiness. Gabriel is her conjoined twin. Yes, but before you get to that, basically what's going on is Gabriel is killing the doctors right. that were in the opening scene. Yes. And every time it happens, she can see it. She like the the film like the the screen like starts like melting. It does like a flashback moment and she's there witnessing Gabriel killing these doctors, these people. So that's going on and it's I, I Listen, I'm just I'm going to take it from here. So I, I'm going to I'm going to kind of go over my notes, but I do want to start by saying that right from the start, we were saying that this uh, from the trailers for this and everything that it didn't look like a Jallo. And I still other than like some like neon signs kind of flashing in the background and stuff like that and some kind of like weird camera angles. Um, it to me, it didn't feel like a Jallo, but I was talking with our friend, the maestro, while he was watching this. And basically he said that it feels closer. This is his exact words. I'm looking at the, the message that he sent me. His exact words were I'm watching it right now. It feels closer to the more unpopular later Jalos, like Trauma or Sleepless because it's a little less stylized. I dig it so far. He loved this movie. I'm just going to go right to his uh, score here. I believe he gave it... He said he the opening was bad, which I agree with, uh, but he said he dug it and he said he gives it an 8 out of 10. So... I knew that was going to happen. I just want to point put that out. Oh, okay, well, I knew that was going to happen. Let's let's go back. I'm just gonna go back. So when we find when you find out now, so that's why I say the tale of two movies. When you find out that the malignant, if you will, is Gabriel, and then you start piecing together, and you find out that Gabriel, that you know Annabelle uh, Wallace plays Emily May. That's her name now, but when she was a child, her name was Madison. Great, Madison. And Gabriel are were conjoined twins, kind of. Kind of. It's a weird way. I can't remember the word. Gabriel they used was like for a thing it. that was com- like a yeah, face coming out of the called, back of her head. But they called it something. I can't remember. I the don't know. Sorry. So, anyways, so what, I, I checked out by that point. So basically, I'm not lie. so basically, what these doctors did is they stuffed Gabriel into her head and sealed it up. <laughs> so Gabriel has been living on the inside of our main character Emily May. Slash Madison, since she was a child, because originally Gabriel was exposed and doing crazy things because Gabriel has all sorts of supernatural powers. Correct. That they never they never tell you how or why, but but good with a knife. But he does. And then after the injury sustained by her dickheaded husband, boyfriend, whatever the fuck he is, he's dead. That's good. Uh when he Gabriel, smashed her head into the wall. Right. It, Gabriel was able to pop out. Yeah. And then Gabriel is also able to detach and leave. <laughs> well, a la basket. Kind not of. leave, but she goes almost into right. a sleepless state. And then well, Gabriel backwards. takes over. And, and, and when she's backwards. awake, Gabriel is asleep. They yeah. share the same brain. It's weird. It's a weird story. They share the same brain, but they can, they're, they're not the same person. They can turn the other one off while it's happening. So the second half of this movie, believe it or not, with that, even with all that craziness going on, the second half of this movie becomes a great dark comedy <laughs> because shit is hilarious. Like you can't watch the police scene in this movie, the police where the police station scene, and tell me that's just not hilarious. 
We're, I forgot about that. We're, we're tiny fucking little fucking Gabriel. Because Gabriel's not very big. And obviously the main character as well, Emily, is not also very... They're, they're, they're very petite. Is launching fucking chairs across the room. Like, these two cops think they're getting out of this room. And it's just like, all right, let's exit. And then, bam, they get taken out by the same chair that's launched, like, from a long way away. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of crazy parkour and kung fu fighting from Gabriel. It's some crazy shit. Uh, it reminds... I told you when uh, I said during Patreon, I said, you know, we briefly talked about it. This reminds me of the bad VHS made for movie, made for home video. Back when in the 90s, the early 90s, there, and even in the late 80s, there was a lot of bad made-for-video uh, yeah. that you could rent. And these are the movies I watched. Remember, I love B&C movies, especially from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So this is like right around the 1990s. Remember when it was not stylized anymore? It was kind of grainy and shitty. And I think that's what he was going for. At the end of the day, I actually think that that's what he was going for. Because if you watch the beginning of this movie, and I, I rewatched it, uh, shouts out to uh, uh, friends of our Soul Wizard podcast. They after I listened to their review after I'd seen it, and they pointed this out, and I didn't notice it. I went back and I watched the beginning of this movie, and in the beginning. It almost looks like, remember when you used to put a VHS tape in and there'd be some tracking for a second? Yeah. When this movie starts, it looks like tracking. Yeah, it did. So I'm like, maybe this was on purpose after all. Maybe this kind of like cheese whatever was on purpose. So when you say that it kind of had that look, so you mean like Strangeland, like that sort Kind of, of like that, yes. Yeah. Very weird, very disjointed. The kills in this movie were pretty cool. I will say that. Like there was not, there were some bad ones. Don't get me wrong, but there were some pretty cool ones. Yeah. Uh, I did like the fact that it becomes like, like I said, it becomes like a dark comedy slasher in the second half of the movie. Kind of in a way. Like, that's the best way I can put it. I don't know if it was a, was supposed to be funny. I'm assuming James Wan was trying to make it funny, but the first hour is like spent trying to swerve you on some fucking, like literally, I feel like the first hour of this movie, they tried to swerve, like the slow build swerve you into believing this is just another kind of Conjuring-esque movie. And then they swerve you completely because if you think about it, all of their promotionals for this led you to believe that this was some kind of Conjuring-esque movie. So then you get in here and then an hour in the movie, like right around the hour mark is when you really see it transfer over into what it is. Now, mind you, they are setting the pieces all along, but those pieces kind of look like a haunted house possessed story. Yeah, and I kind of thought where they were going with her, I, I thought that it was going to be like a high tension type thing where she was going to actually be the killer, but yeah, not realize yeah. it, I, which is kind of what happened, but not. Or be possessed. Yeah. Maybe do the Conjuring 3, but uh, differently. Yeah. I thought that I, all those things were running through my head, and then it switches on you. Yeah, it did. I, and I'm actually kind of glad that that did happen. I mean, I don't like exactly what happened, but... It's better than what I thought was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. So I know you have some more notes, so let's yeah. dive into your notes. So I know you said that it felt like a Conjuring movie to you. So here's what it felt like to me. It felt like a mashup. And this is more like the well, first, the first half hour. of the movie. Yeah. It felt like a mashup of Lights Out, Doctor Strange, believe it or not, with all like the, the oh, room okay. changing shape and stuff, with a little bit of Insidious sparkled in, like you... You're sprinkled in because you kind of see like things running like through the house. And that's stuff true. Like I that. can I can I can see that. So that's what I took from those it. are all valid. Um, and when I was talking with the Meister about this, he's like, "Oh, this is way better than that that horrible POS uh, lights out. That's like one of the worst movies ever." Which I don't think it's a great movie, but I kind of dig it a little bit at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it can be it's a fun little movie. Yeah, but that's what it felt like to me because there's scenes where like one of the women um, that gets taken. I think it turns out to be the real mother. 
of these characters, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But the lights come on. You hear like somebody like making noise and stuff and kind of running towards her. And when the lights come on, the thing stops. The lights go out and it comes a little bit closer. And then the lights come on again. She had like a clapper or something that was going on with the lights. They were like, I don't know what was going on with that, but they would turn on and off. And this thing would get closer and closer when the lights were out. So I was like, what? Come on. Are you kidding me, James Wan? You just copied lights out. Um, so that's kind of what I saw. And I, and I hate Doctor Strange. I just want to point that out, too. I'm not a big fan of the Marvel <laughs> movies. I hated Doctor Strange. Of all of those movies, I, I hated that movie. Um, but let's move on. This had, to me, the worst CGI in a movie and plot, for that matter, since Boogeyman. Ooh. I'm talking like the what's his name, the Ooh. Barry Watson Boogeyman yeah, I, from 2000 aware. or 2001. I know what you're talking about. That I'm going that far to say the CGI and the plot line were that bad. That, that I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, really bad sound editing. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, could not hear half of the dialogue. I'd have to turn the volume way up to hear what they were saying because the music was. But then the music was like blaring. You know, it's just, I don't know if you had that same issue, but I had yeah. it on my television. I had my surround sound on. It was it was killing me. I had I to constantly you. adjust it. So you. really, really bad sound editing. And like you said, the twist. Uh, it, like it's, it, somehow it, it got even dumber Ooh, once that twist. twist happened. Um, and then the climax, I actually started, <laughs> I started laughing. Alone in my house, I started laughing yes. when that climax happened, when the, the big twist happened, the big reveal. Just say it. Just say it out loud one time. What's that? <laughs> what happened? What? What? Like, Just say the big twist. The big twist is when Gabriel's revealed the little guy <laughs> coming out of the back of her head. And one puts the other one to sleep, but because they share a brain or whatever's going on, that's, that's why she hilarious. can see what he's doing. It's hilarious. My God. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. So I'm just going to give my score now. I know usually you give your score first. Well, no, I'm no, no. Hold right. on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, this, you can give your score. But that's we it. Usually go around, it. We usually go around the internets. First. Okay. Before we do and then this, I'll give my score. I just wanna, I wanna, I'm angry. I, I know. I wanna and put angry. A, I want to put a cherry on top of this. The cherry on top is that, unlike Mike, I think the last 15 minutes of this movie are the most worthwhile of the movie. ridiculous. I'm not saying that it's a good movie. I'm just saying it's the most worthwhile. If somehow I could have skipped the first hour and <laughs> picked up. It was up, ridiculous, though. It was. it was the better half of the movie. I'll, I'll give it that. If I, I would have still watched the last 50 minutes in, 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 in with taking the other half. The first half was I a ripoff of other movies. The second half was just... just Ridiculous. Once again, it was like a straight to fucking video movie from the nineties. Yeah, like because it was all over the fucking place. They really was. His shit. Anyways, with that being said, let's go around the internet to get the scores from the internet before Mike has an aneurysm. <laughs> I already uh, did. IMDb, IMDb gave this six point three out of ten. Metacritic critics only gave it fifty percent. Rotten Tomatoes combined scores at seventy six percent, and the Google users who usually like fucking everything gave the sixty seven percent. So on Google, by the way, sixty seven percent is pretty low mm-hmm. because they give like real bad movies like eighties. Anyways, uh, so with that being said, Mike C, I'll go to you first since you can't wait to say it. What did you give James Wan's classic *Malignant*? Originally a one point five out of ten. I'm actually going to go up to a two out of ten right now. I'm going to I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to change it on the fly because I don't think I gave any of George Romero's movies that we reviewed above a one and a half. This was better than those. Okay. This was better than that crap that we watched with those. Two out of ten. 
Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I liked it slightly better than you, but I also did not like it at an 8 out of 10 like the Mike show. I, what I, are I, people thinking? Ready for this? I'm going to cut his score right now. I gave it a 4 out of 10, mostly because I didn't... like. So I enjoyed the second half of this movie like I enjoyed bad B movies from the early 90s that I used to rent for Video King. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, so that's that's really why it goes up in points. The first hour lost it 90% of the points. The disjointedness in the plot lost it a lot as well. But once again, I found that enjoyable as far as the last 50 minutes because I'm just like, okay, this is just so crazy and fucking wild. Let's see where this train ride takes us. And I'm like, <laughs> I was in. Uh, the hokey shit in the second half of the movie is what saved the movie, giving it a 4 out of 10 instead of lower. Because if I was grading, if it would have stayed the same as the first hour of this movie, I'd probably be with you at like a 2. I was at a 0 out of 10 on this until the second half. I just want to point se- that oh, yeah. out. The second That's half, second not half of this that it movie, was great. The second half of this movie is not great, but it saves it. Like I'll say this. If you love B-movies from the 80s and 90s, the straight the fucking VHS. Like Pinocchio's Revenge type. Go go ahead, go rent it, or it was on late night on Cinemax or HBO. Yeah. Remember they used to play some of Jack the real Frost. Battles. Jack Frost. Uh, it's in that uh, vein. You know, like uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Remember Rumpelstiltskin? I didn't know that. That, that doesn't surprise oh, dude, me. But I didn't gotta, know that there was a Rumpelstiltskin. Dude, you got to see Rumpelstiltskin. Have you seen Pinocchio's Revenge? Yes, I have. But you have to see <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. We'll have to do it someday. Anyways, with that being said. If you like those movies, you'll find yourself enjoy entertained, not enjoying, entertained by the last 50 minutes of this movie. If you do not like those movies, you're fucked. And if you were thinking, if you went into this thinking you were getting insidious or conjuring or, you know, something like that, James Wan special, if you will. Oh, boy, are you really disappointed? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's just two last things I just want to say real quickly here about this before we, we kind of wrap it up this week. So, first of all, I don't understand what it is. I mean, I get the maestro's got a different taste than I do on a lot of stuff. We, we actually agree on a lot of stuff, too. But movies like this, he just loves, and I don't understand why. But I don't understand why so many people are giving this such a high score. Again, it's a very divisive movie, and I don't understand why. The other thing I want to point out is at work, my my primary job, I was in a Zoom meeting earlier this week. Actually, I think it was last week. And um, I got talking with these people, my coworkers, several. There was about 20 people in this room. And we had a little bit of a downtime before the end of the day. And somebody was just like, well, you know, we got a couple minutes before we can knock off. You know, anybody want to talk? And I was like, well almost October. I got a horror uh, horror show that I do a podcast about. You guys should listen. And somebody says, you know, Malignant just came out. What'd you think? I was like, I hated it. And one of the gentlemen that's in there, very proper, not the kind of person that I would ever think would watch a horror movie, kind of says, eh, I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't realize it was out yet. I knew it was coming out. I'll give it a try. The next day we had another meeting and somebody asked, did you watch Malignant? Yep. Did you like it? No, I did not. <laughs> that was the conversation. He didn't say another word about it. Oh my god, he probably didn't even make it to the last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I just want to throw it out there. Like for for me, like I love how you sent to me today. Like, are we still doing malignant? I'm like, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I started laughing when you said that. Unfortunately, yes. But I did find some entertainment in the last 50 minutes of the movie. Not enough for me to forget about the first hour, obviously. Uh, four out of ten just because I found the last half entertaining, <laughs> but not in a good way. It was kind of like, you know, my love for like maximum overdrive way. But not, not this wasn't a love. It was just like, hey, at least it saved my viewing. How about that CGI, though? Horrible. Horrible CGI. <laughs> in a movie that how comes about, out in 2021 by James Wan. A small, a small creature, kind of, if you will. It's a person, I guess. Well, the, the grows out, of out of the, the yeah. but it was her body, right? Right, but small does everything backwards because obviously it's from behind her. Yeah, 
Uh, and the best part is it somehow knows parkour and kung fu. Yeah. Don't know how. And it's got supernatural strength. Like some ridiculous, like it lifts up a fucking table that nobody else can lift. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Then that person, Cody Rhodes, did. They no sold it. Yeah. They pulled the table off and she's like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. What? Yep. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of uh, like one of the characters that would be in like an Immortal Kombat game. Like the blades like spinning around. And the yeah. Kind of reminded me of Immortal Kombat. Yeah. I just think that they're, honestly, uh, I think that some people rate this on an artsy level. I didn't get it's it. It's got to be what it is. Because here's the thing. There was a lot of suspense in the movie if you go by the fact that there was no payoff to the suspense. The suspense Anything for me was, did, I just, when's this movie going to end? If you think about it, all the suspense in the movie was all false. Like there was no like once the ki- once once the killer Gabriel whatever is like doing its thing, there is no more suspense in this movie. So the suspense comes in the first hour, which there is no payoff. Literally, they focus on a blender for what seems like fucking forever. So you're like, oh man, this spirit whatever is going to shove somebody into a blender because we've already seen a murder by this point. Mm-hmm. The husband's dead, so we know that this shit is real. It's going to kill some shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for the kills, and I'm here for a blender kill. Nothing. The foot dangling and they're shooting it like like there's something there. Maybe that's what made it a jalo. Think I about it. They're shooting it like there's something there and the foot's dangling. You're right. like, oh, they're going to do something to the foot. Nothing. Ugh. Fucking. No- it was enough that I had to bring it up. Nothing. I had so much high hopes when we first talked about this a while back, like a year and a half ago or whatever it was when we announced this. I, I had high hopes because I like James Wan. I really do like James Wan. High I hopes like and it saw, wasn't I've just. I loved Insidious. And it wasn't just the Amityville house. No, <laughs> that's a whole other high hopes right there. Hi-oh. With that being said, uh, let us know what you think. Do you think we're wrong? Do you think that we're right? It doesn't, you know, whatever your opinion is, that's fine because we can all have ones. Hit us up on at Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hashtag HD Six Zero Seven. Whenever talking about the show, get all of your information at eight one two two Productions dot com. Remember, if you would like to support the show and get some swag, they have uh, we have the T Public link there. Go ahead, there is a sale going on right now. Support us. I know we have the Horror Zone logo T up. It's very awesome, very nice. Uh, if you would like, uh, go ahead and uh, order up yourself up one of those. Get it sent right to you. You could also get it in hoodie. You can get it on stickers. All sorts of crazy stuff. And of course, uh, the Patreon links on there. Patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content and you help us out. And if you join, bef- if there's a two tiers, there's a $1 tier and a $3 tier. If you join the $3 tier before September 30th, we are giving away uh, 3FN t-shirts, exclusive t-shirts to everybody as gifts for us going to New York Comic Con in October. Nice. Pretty awesome. So if you get yours in by then, you will be able to order one. And we gave out a hoodie this past month. We had one lucky winner and won a hoodie. So there you go. Uh, we, our giveaway next month, I don't even know. I, think that, I don't think we're going to do a giveaway next month since we're giving everybody shirts. Uh, but then the next month, we will be doing everybody's uh, a winner. Giveaway. It's so like Oprah Winfrey winner. here. Everybody, you get a shirt. You get a shirt. So all that and more at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Mike C, that's all I got for these folks. Take them home. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Rich. And thank you, listeners, each and every week for tuning in. You know we love you. We know we appreciate you. Next week, of course, we'll be back with the week's biggest horror movie news. Uh, and uh, it's the last week before horror movie month starts. So it's the last week of September next week. We'll have something good for you to talk about because that's what we do here on the show. We love talking horror. Don't miss it. For Rich. I'm Spooky Mike C saying, see ya.